are now tuned in to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my mompreneur journey along with strategies that will help you build your online business operations in a sustainable way. The goal is to help you build a business that fits into your lifestyle as a mom who values putting family first. We will also hear the experiences and expertise of other moms with service-based businesses. You'll get a peek into our journeys so you'll know that you aren't alone. Motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. Welcome to the suite. Hey friend, welcome to another episode. Thank you for being here. So this is going to be a really quick episode. I want to share a little bit of my experience as a podcast guest. So giving you some insight into when the script was flipped a little bit and I was not the host, but I was in the guest seat. And I'm sharing this because there are some lessons that can be learned. I had some good experiences and I had some not so great experiences. And so for those of you who have podcasts and you bring guests onto your show, um, I just want to share some of the lessons that can be learned that you can use when you are doing your own scheduling. Now, if you have not listened to the previous episode, go ahead, make sure you listen, because in that episode, I talk about why the podcast guest experience matters. And so it's a bit of a prelude to this episode. So listen to that. I'll link it in the show description. And then you can come and listen to my experience, which is going to be really quick. Um, the other thing I mentioned in a previous episode, which I'll also link, is where I shared a bit of my visibility strategy for 2024. And I mentioned in that episode how podcast guesting was going to be a major part of that. And so, of course, as I'm planning my strategy for this year, it made me reflect on some of my past experiences, and I want to, again, just share some of those experiences and insight with you. Now, last year, I did not do a whole lot of guesting. I was really getting acclimated to my roles as a new wife, a new mom, being in a new city. So it was a lot going on for me all at one time. So I'm not going to be sharing about a lot of different experiences, but what I am going to share, you will be able to glean from. This year, while yes, I did just have another child, I do feel a little bit more settled um, in understanding my capacity and in coming into a rhythm and in, in working from home with kids and just just understanding this whole dynamic a bit more. And I'm being really intentional about my time and carving out the time for podcast guesting towards the end of Q2 and for the rest of the year. And so that's around the time things will ramp up. So let's just kind of get into these experiences. There were a few good experiences that I had. I recall maybe two or three shows that I was on where you could tell that the host was prepared. You can tell that the host had spent time thinking through the process for how they were going to invite and communicate with and onboard their podcast guests. And so what made these experiences good was the fact that they had thought about this prior to engaging with me as a podcast guest. And so they were asking for things up front. So there was questionnaires that I had to fill out. 
in one instance, there was an agreement that I had to sign or I received questions ahead of time. Um, I had a scheduler where I was able to pick a time that worked for me. And they showed up on time for the interview and we had a great conversation. They kept me informed about when my episode was going to air. And they also gave me assets that I needed to be able to promote the episode. And so it did not feel like any extra work that I had to do. Um, It did not interfere with things that I was already doing in my business. There was no added stress to the process. And so as a podcast host, these are the things that you want to be considering as you are um, engaging with potential guests, right? We're all super busy, especially moms. We have businesses. Some of us are married. We already have a lot on our plate. And so if we are inviting someone to come onto our platform, we want to make it easy for them, right? We don't want it to seem like another job that someone has to do because our time is limited. And so that's what I appreciated about those few um, positive experiences that I had. Um, I recently uh, looked at someone's application and it was very, very long and it was very in-depth. And I just opted not to go forward with that experience because I just, number one, I just didn't have the the time to really sit and do an application just of of that magnitude. And so you want to keep all of those things into consideration. If this is a guest that you really want to be on your platform, you know, is there anything in my process that's going to hinder them from being able to come on or hinder them from having a good experience? And so you want to look at, you know, when you're communicating with them, are you overloading them with information or are you not sending them enough information, right? You want to find the balance between over-communication and under-communication. And you want to make sure that you're not overwhelming them in the process and you're making things easy for them, right? And as you make things easy for them, if you have a process, if you're leveraging automation, then you're also making things easy for yourself as well, especially if you have things organized on the back end, okay? So those were the positive experiences that that I had last year that I definitely, I would go on their podcasts again, okay? Now, the other experiences that I had where I think they could have been better, in one instance, there was some back and forth in terms of scheduling. And so we had been chatting in the DMs and we had agreed on a time to do the interview that time had arrived and, you know, I logged in and the host didn't show up. So I messaged the host and there was some type of miscommunication or misunderstanding in terms of the time, right? Because we were in different time zones, even though I'm I'm 100% sure that I specified my time zone in confirming the time because just the nature of the online business space, we understand that people are in different time zones. Nonetheless, there was this discrepancy and we ended up not recording the episode that day. Um, I think we tried to reschedule, but it just did not work out. And so we ended up just just never recording the interview. Now, in this situation, I think the lesson here is when it comes to scheduling your guests, 
it is best to actually have a scheduler of some sort. I personally use Dubsado because it integrates with my CRM and with all of the workflows that I have set up. But there are other options as well, like Acuity, Calendly, TidyCal. There's tons of options. But I think if you have a scheduler and you set the times that you are available to do these interviews and you just send that scheduler to the guests that you're looking to invite, that eliminates the back and forth and it makes things just easier for both parties because you're not having to, you know, go back and forth in emails. There won't be this discrepancy with time zones. They will get reminder emails so people will be prompted to show up, right? And so have have a scheduler. If you are doing interviews for your podcast, have a scheduler, okay? Um, In another instance, I recorded an episode with someone and this episode wasn't supposed to be released for a while and they were supposed to let me know when the episode was going to air and to this day I I have not heard from that person now I did not reach out because I mean it's not it's not that deep for me but if someone takes time to record on your platform or just spend an hour having a conversation with you that's an hour of time that they can't get back And so I would think if you are in a situation where you record with someone and you choose after the fact to not air the episode, then communication would be a good thing. It would be a good thing to just communicate with the person as a courtesy. Now, in this instance, yes, I would encourage communication, but also I would encourage to have a podcast guest agreement or some type of contract where you can state, you know, put your own personal stipulations in there. But in my agreement, there is a little clause that says that I don't have to air it for whatever reasons, right? And so in my experience last year, I didn't sign any type of contract with that person. But the expectation was that this was going to air. So communication and having a podcast agreement are just some things that I would have changed about this experience, okay? And then in another experience I had, I think she, no, this person actually did have a scheduler. She did have a scheduler, but the conversation didn't really flow. She never sent me any questions. That's what was the issue in this situation. She never sent me any questions or any kind of parameters for what the conversation was really going to be about. And during our conversation, she ended up asking me a question that I really just didn't have an answer to. And it really wasn't related to anything in terms of business or motherhood, which, you know, I can rattle things off off at the top of my head about that. But she asked me a question that I just didn't really have an answer to. I don't even remember what it was about, but I remember wishing that we had had a previous conversation about what our topic of conversation was going to be or wishing that I had gotten some questions or some talking points prior to the interview, okay? If you are a podcast host, you may not want to send, you know, specific questions to your guests. I do send specific questions, but I also let them know that these questions are just a guide for the conversation and we will let the conversation flow. There have been times where I did not ask all of the questions because 
their answers just led us into a different place and we flow from there. But I like to, again, as a courtesy, just let the guests know what it is we're going to be talking about. And I ask them, you know, if they were okay with the questions because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable or I just don't want them to be surprised by anything that I'm asking. And so before we actually start recording and we're kind of in that backstage area, you know, we have a little chat and I ask them if they're good with the questions and just kind of let them know how the conversation is going to flow. And so, again, if I were this podcast host, what I would do differently is send questions or or talking points at least. Right. And now that I think about it, I never got any further correspondence about whether that podcast episode aired or not. So those are the the experiences that I had. Again, we had the positive where things were uh, very seamless, where I got information ahead of time, where I had to fill out questionnaires. They weren't asking me on the back end of the process for, you know, my bio and my, my picture. They had gotten all those things up front after I was approved as a guest and after the episode aired, there was good communication in terms of when the episode would air and giving me promo materials, okay? The other experiences that I had, what I would do differently for those experiences, again, I would have a scheduler. I would show up to the interviews. I would communicate with the guests if for some reason the episode was not going to air. And I would provide questions or talking points to the guests. Now, all of these things that I would do differently, I already do these things in my own uh, podcast guest management. And so if you are interested in seeing what my podcast guest management workflow looks like, Go ahead and click the link. I have a masterclass that guides you through the entire process of setting this up in Dubsado, um, along with some other tools. And if you are listening to this during the promotion period, you'll be able to access that workflow workshop for free. If it's after the promotional period, the link to purchase the workshop is in the show description. Now, having thought about my experiences as a podcast guest, one of the things that I personally would do differently as a guest is to be more intentional about the shows that I am going on and vetting the hosts a little bit more. Um, As a podcast host, I vet my guests very well. And so now on the flip side, as a guest, I am going to be more intentional about vetting the hosts even more, right? I checked them out before, but I didn't really do a deep, deep dive. So this year when I'm guesting, I'm definitely going to be deep diving into the hosts, really understanding who they are, seeing if our values align, seeing if we have aligned audiences, all those things, right? And so hopefully I will have less negative experiences and more positive experiences this year. So that is all that I wanted to share with you today. I would love to hear about your experience as a podcast guest. What were some of the things that you enjoyed when you were a guest on someone else's podcast? Shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I would love to hear from you and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes, 
and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.